Welcome into the Joshua Perry Show here on Monday, June 10th, 2019. I am David Biddle, and this podcast is, of course, starring the one and only Joshua Perry, the former Ohio State linebacker, national champion, captain, and NFL player. Uh, Joshua, Monday, always good to talk to you after a, a fun weekend. How you doing this uh, fine afternoon? I'm fantastic. Again, I uh, love being yeah. on the show love here. Monday is starting to become my favorite day of the week. Love it. Hey, usually Mondays is a drag, but um, yeah, I, I agree. It's always good talking to you, and it makes Mondays a lot better, that's for sure. Um, I want to start off with Real Life Wednesdays, um, something Urban Meyer implemented that um, everybody is a huge fan of, and you have inside information on this and just kind of what goes on in there. You know, just from a general perspective, just your general thoughts on the Real Life Wednesday, Wednesday program. Uh, I think it's a great program. I think it was, uh, you know, where it came from for Urban was um, watching his daughter go through the recruiting process and talking about, you know, what was she going to get out of it when she was done playing? And it was important. And he, he felt like a lot of schools really couldn't answer that question very well. Um, they didn't have a plan for how they were going to develop their athletes personally and professionally. And so uh, he wanted to be able to invest in athletes and more than just what they were doing on the field. And so he brought this program. I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, I've been a beneficiary of this program in a lot of ways. Number one, just some of the speakers that I've been able to listen to and uh, take advice from. Uh, it's been really, really awesome because these these are very successful people in whatever field they're in. Um, and they allow you to to take notes and to, to heed some of the lessons that they've had in terms of what made them successful, what some of their pitfalls were. I think that was fantastic, but also learning how to leverage um, being a student athlete at Ohio State and some of the skills that you learn as a student athlete and how they help you when you become a professional is awesome. And putting you face to face with people, which I think is big. Uh, and I think one of the, the, the failings of a lot of schools is how they uh, they don't put their athletes face to face with people. And it's tough because, you know, not every school is in a position to where they have a huge city right in front of them with a lot going on you know people they can put them in front of some of these schools have a great opportunity like if you go to school at usc you shouldn't have a problem finding a really great job off the bat when you're done playing ball because all the heavy hitters that live in la and the surrounding area it's just the fact that sometimes people don't put you in those positions so the inroads created through the program um you know the skills that you learn through the program i think are big and just moving forward so many great ideas are coming that uh it's only going to get better and better I'm sure there's a ton that you could talk about, but, uh, you know, for the purposes of time, um, maybe give me a couple that really stood out, that really grabbed your attention and really were like, wow, that was, you know, that, that was impressive, something that really grabbed your attention. Yeah, you know, the financial wellness pieces are always the ones that I like the best. Um, we had Dennis Mag, uh, who is uh, high up at Chase Bank, come in and talk to us about budgeting and planning and, and you know, how that really works. And I think it's huge because – you know, everybody dreams of playing in the league, and if they don't play in the league, they dream of having a job that pays them a shit ton of money. Then you get money, and you don't know what to do with it. And so uh, just learning how quickly it can disappear between, um, you know, taxes, between uh, having a car note and a mortgage, uh, you know, some of the other expenses that come with life when you have children, um, insurance, all that kind of stuff has been awesome. But uh, one of the, the speakers that we had that I think, um, really did a great job of talking about um, his professional aha 
him and, you know, how he was that day that he was going to build an empire of restaurants and, you know, what it looked like to him and the work that he had to put in. But it was truly awesome listening to somebody who is very successful. And you see his restaurants opening up all the day on time. Talk about what it took to get there. You cut out just a little bit on me. Whose restaurants were they? Cameron Mitchell. Uh, yeah, I've heard of him. You, you, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of him. Yeah. I've heard of the man. Yeah, you cut out on me. I, I just, uh, you know, just for the listeners out there, I want to be clear who you were talking about. Um, okay, here's one that I'm curious about. Because I know from talking to you guys, it, it really touches a lot of players and everybody seems to take it seriously. But um, are there any guys who blow off real life Wednesdays? They're like, you know, I'm, I'm here to, I'm here for football. I don't, I don't need this. Kind of that old school mentality, you know, maybe of how it used to be or does 100% of the guys buy in? No, I think it's really well received. I think that you have young players who struggle with the buy-in either because they don't know exactly what they want to do yet or because they feel like they don't, they don't have enough of a name yet or just because they don't understand the importance of this development who uh, they maybe go in and they're not taking proper notes and they're not really getting the most out of the experience. Uh, but rarely do you see a veteran player in the program who blows it off. And, uh, you know, it's the old adage, you can, you can bring a horse to water, you can't make them drink, and I agree with that in terms of this program, where some guys, if you don't want to take it seriously and you don't feel like it's going to benefit you, then it's not going to benefit you. And on the flip side, um, if you truly invest your time into what's going on and you truly appreciate what, what people are trying to do for you, because at the end of the day, these coaches, although they should do it, they don't have to do any of this Real Life Wednesday stuff, but they want players to become successful uh, regardless of what their football careers look like. It's another example of Urban Meyer being a trendsetter, Joshua. I mean, you know, I think of things like Friday Night Lights, that you have every every big-time program in the country that has adopted some type of, like, Friday Night Lights now. And then you have every program in the country that's doing some type of really, – at least the ones that are smart, but I'm hearing more and more about it. They call it something different, but it's basically they're mimicking the Real Life Wednesday program, and good for them. Uh, but just another example of Urban Meyer being a trendsetter. And, you know, a lot of times coaches will come in, even if they've been on the previous staff, and they want to do things all their way. But Ryan Day's completely embraced the Real Life Wednesday program, and he's continuing it, as you know, so I give him a lot of credit for that. I, I continue to be impressed with all things Ryan Day. Yeah, and, you know, it, it would have been a, a huge mistake for him to, to shy away from a program like this. I mean, it, it only helps you in a lot of ways. Is Number one, it helps mature your players. But number two, you know, if, if I'm sitting here now, um, you know, for example, my dad never played a college sport, but hearing about what you want to do to help your players once they leave the program is big. But now me sitting here one day, if I ever have a son who's getting recruited to play football, I'm not taking him to a program that doesn't invest in his professional development after football. I'm not taking him to a program that can't show him how to leverage the brand that he's building and, and you know, truly invest in other things that are important. You know, I'm going to say, well, screw you guys, because at the end of the day, if you're not investing in my son, when he's done playing ball, you truly don't care. You're just here to make sure that you're winning games and your paycheck goes up every year. I want to switch gears um, and talk about what the team is doing right now with summer conditioning. Um, it was actually heading into the national championship season. So halfway through your Ohio State career, the rules changed with the NCAA from 2013. And starting in 2014, they went to, in the summer, as you know, eight mandatory hours per week where, the, you know, it's eight mandatory hours with, you know, with strength and conditioning staff and, and the way they do it now, I think it's the same way you guys did it. There's three different times you can do it per day, depending on when your class schedule is. But they got three different groups of guys going every day, um, eight hours a week. That's mandatory. Um, and then everything they also do on their own. Um, and another interesting twist is that started in 2014 is the coaches can actually watch the players work out. Like before that, the coaches 
they had to have spies, <laughs> you know, or go in there themselves and just lie about it. But um, just your, you know, give the listeners some insights on, on what the guys are doing now. And, and are you a fan of the way the NCAA has kind of set up the, the summer program? Yeah. So I, I was just actually at the Woody today and I talked to a couple of guys just to see how the, the off season is going. And number one, um, you know, I, I think that uh, in terms of the off season and how these guys are able to operate, uh, Coach Day is truly like uh, a, a, a very player friendly coach in terms of um, the the expectation. And so, like, you come in and you, you you just feel like you can go in and get that good work in. Guys are empowered to spend time with their position coaches, um, ask some questions, spend time with GAs. They're encouraged to go out and, and work on skill development. And that's not to say that Urban didn't encourage those things, but I think his encouragement was a little bit different than how Coach Day's doing it. But I heard there's a lot of running. I heard there's more running this year than they've ever done, uh, which is, I mean, you know, you got to run to be able to play the game. So that's a good thing. But they're really trying to get these guys in shape. They're really trying to make sure that everybody is at their their peak condition. And um, speaking to the strength coaches, the one point of feedback that I've heard is that these guys love training. They love training, and they've made the emphasis about training. You're not worried about beating Alabama. You're not worried about Clemson. You're not worried about playing in the first game. You're not worried about training camp. You're worried about training your body to be able to perform. And I think that's a huge emphasis. Um, In terms of the rules, I think, one of the shitty things that happened was when they said coaches could be out on the field, uh, you know, supervising this and the third because it just it changes the whole everything. Um, <laughs> and it just became a little bit of a stressful situation when you're doing drill work and everything to have your coach, you know, basically staring down uh, your, your neck there. But uh, it's good in terms of eight hours mandatory. Um, I think that's how it should be in the summer where guys can at least have a little bit of free time. But I'll also say that um, if you you want to become a great program. There's not a chance that you're only spending eight hours. Um, that's for the average guys. So, you know, if you want to be an okay program and you want to win, you know, eight or nine games a year, you'll spend your eight hours and you'll go and hang out and chill during the summer. But if you're a player that wants to be a part of a great program and you want to be extremely successful, you're going to find a way to make sure you're around the facility for longer than eight hours a week. And so I think that's what these guys are doing. And again, they've been encouraged to do it, but I think they've also been empowered and they have the leaders who know that, hey, you know, we took some L's last year. We didn't we didn't look how we wanted to look. You know, we dropped the game that we absolutely should have won. And it kind of took the air out of the season in terms of what we could have done toward the end of the year, playoff wise, et cetera. So we're going to be out here. If it says eight hours, we might be here for 12, but we're going to enjoy it. Yeah, and last thing, I mean, it's like any other lot of life. You're going to have a certain group of people that are motivated and a certain group of people that need to be motivated. I mean, just, uh, you know, give some insights on, you know, how much the captains and the leaders of the team have to get the guys that maybe don't want to get up and do stuff on their own on top of the eight hours, how much it's on the, you know, the veterans and the leaders of this group to make sure everybody's buying in and, and putting in those extra hours. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely on them. And I'll say this, where uh, the leaders basically have it down. Like, if, if you're not showing up, um, you know, it's – Coaches will be able to tell because you're not going to look nearly as good, but the leaders are going to force you to show up. And if they don't, you're probably not going to be around Ohio State very long because you don't fit into the culture. And uh, to me, I think it is extremely uncomfortable to be around a group of highly motivated people who put in extra work and you're lazy and you don't put in extra work and you don't do things up to the standard. And so creating a strong culture itself Uh, puts you in a position where you don't have to say very much because the people who don't live up to the culture don't stay around very long. And the people who do things 
things the right way, even if they're not the greatest player, they have a great time because they fit in and they belong. So I think part of it is the culture that you build and part of it is the leaders, you know, putting a foot up somebody's ass if they need it. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 